0: what's up everybody i know it's been a minute um you know we're four games into the college football season it's been fun you know i kind of want to hold off and and watch how the season um laid out Uh, um definitely plan on getting a lot more episodes out to y'all throughout the season on a regular basis um you know you know i want to see how some of these prospects played in the first quarter of the season and you know i kind of i'm kind of surprised you know um it's been very, very, very interesting. This is probably the most competitive college football season that we've had in in quite some time, simply because maybe only one or two teams are, are actually looking like, you know, the heavyweight champ. You know, I mean, that's Alabama at the moment. They looked the part. They, they took down Florida in the swamp, but they don't look invincible. Um, you know, and I think, you know, a thing that a lot of people aren't talking about are a lot of these guys are six-year seniors now. You know, a lot of these top teams, your Clemsons, your Ohio State, your Alabamas, your Oklahomas, you know, they're losing a lot of talent to the draft on a regular basis. And some of these mid-level or mid-major teams, or are, are bottom 25 teams in the top 50, are um, returning a lot of talent that would be 6th, 7th or undrafted um, picks. And those guys are playing really, really good football Um you know, while these other teams are trying to reload or rebuild. And I think that's something that a lot of people are overlooking. Um, So, yeah, I expected it to be a lot more competitive, but I didn't expect it to be like this. Um, We can hop right into it and you know kind of give a a stock report on some of our top prospects you know coming to the year I know we thought some guys were shoe-ins we thought some guys were this or that and they just quite simply aren't looking the part we've got a, a few new faces in some of these top conversations and you know I'm excited to talk about them so let's hop into it let's start off the bat off the bat you know I know the last episode was about the quarterbacks right quarterback situation and you know who who was the who, who was the guys and you know a couple of them made me look good a couple of them made me look bad but you know let's talk about it the qb situation right now for the 2022 nfl draft is a complete mess you know this sunday right now september 26th and the rookies are struggling, the first year rookies, whether it be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, all these guys have struggled um up to this this last game that they played. And a lot of these these top juniors, top seniors that we that we're looking at for the draft are struggling as well. Some guys are doing the part, but when you talk about Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler who were you know, I think if you took a if you heat gazed it, they were firmly atop um, everybody's boards and a lot of people may not even have Spencer Rattler as the top five quarterback um, anymore, and hell, the fans are even asking for him to be benched for the uh, the superstar freshman Caleb Williams, um, which is which is quite interesting. Um, but yeah, Spencer Rattler, you know, we'll go ahead and talk about him. He's he's been erratic, you know. I, I know the decision making. Um, was definitely something that concerned a lot of people last year, but he always had it. He had a little bit of juice to him, a little bit of moxie to him, and, and he can make those flash plays and make those plays all over the field. But quite simply, his decision-making is horrible, and I think that's why his stock is falling. I mean, there's a lot of football left. You know, um, first-round draft picks aren't made in the, at the beginning of the season, but um, he's got, you know, eight or so games to, to right the ship and, and see if he really belongs in that class. Um, you know Sam Howell. You know he he kind of is kind of going how I thought it I thought it would. He lost a lot of talent. That's something I spoke about in, in my last episode. He lost a lot of talent, and I'm I'm curious to see how he responds. They they recently just got upset, um, by Georgia Tech, I believe. A game that nobody would have called before the season. Um, But, you know, it's not unheard of. You know, they lost a lot, a lot of talent, a lot of playmakers uh, coming into this season. But Sam doesn't look bad. I think week one against Virginia Tech, he really struggled. The offensive line struggled as well. Um, So it's not all on Sam. But, you know, he's had his ups and downs so far in the season. But I think at the end of the day, I think he's very talented. I think he has the arm and I think he has the tools necessary to be considered a first round quarterback. And,. And I think that's where he's going to end up. Some of these teams that really need a quarterback, and I just can't see them passing on Sam Howell when when draft comes. But um, let's talk about some of the guys that have actually been playing well um, that are in that upper that upper tier that uh, that elite group. You know, and this could be schedule schedule wise. This could be a lot of other things, but Carson Strong at Nevada has definitely looked the part. You know, um, talked about him a lot, and he's a lot of pe- he was a lot of people's dark horse to be that riser um, for this upcoming season. And I think he's doing everything that he needs to do. You know, I just don't see in uh, in a, a quarterback driven league where a guy like him slips out of the first round. I think he has all the tools. I think he has all the the cap- physical capabilities to get the job done. All some things he needs to correct, yes. Um, but you know, in comparison to some of the other guys. I think he has a big enough arm. I think he has a, a great frame on him. It's just going to be hard for me to envision teams passing on him uh, come draft time. I think another guy doing extremely well and and actually showing improvement is Malik Willis um, at Liberty. You know, uh, we, we know about his ability to run. He's a great runner. He's a physical runner. He's a powerful runner. Um, I think you know, a la Jalen Hurts this. Um, probably a little bit better he's probably the most dynamic runner we've had in the draft from an elite quarterback up to quarterback since lamar but the difference is malik willis has a cannon malik willis has an absolute hose of an arm and he can make every single throw and that was on full display against syracuse the other day the other day and you know i just can't imagine him falling out of the top 10 i think for me personally he's quarterback one um at the moment, you know, I'll put that out there. He's quarterback one for me at the moment. He's just too talented. He's too gifted and I think if you look at, you know, what happened with Trey Lance last year, we saw him become the third quarterback off the board uh, to to San Francisco. And I think, you know, Malik Willis has probably some of the same quality, same skill set, if not better, if not more refined. Um, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm excited to watch him play out and I'm excited to see him throw this off season and, uh, and just continue his, his tear that he's put on college football the last couple of years. Uh, his progress has been fun to watch and the guy, the man of the hour, he's got a showdown uh, with Alabama where Heisman dreams and, and, and things like that are, uh, are made or broken. And This guy's Matt Corral. You know, he was a guy, you know, I kind of talked about some as being a sleeper, a guy that has all the tools. He has a very strong arm, um, very athletic guy, mobile. He can make all the plays. Then, what was it, two weeks ago, a week ago, put up seven touchdowns. They had a bye this week. You know, the kid can do it all. Um, He's really putting it together, and that's something I spoke about in my quarterback primer was if he puts it together, he's going to be a name to watch. You know, he had two or three bad games last year that kind of put a bad mark on his, his reputation or his, his prospects, so to speak. But he has it. You know, I think I, I love the energy he plays with. I love the intensity. Uh, he's athletic. You know, he has that the Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type mobility. Um, it's not that you – it may be a little bit more, actually. But, um, you know, I, I love the way he spins the football. I love the velocity he has on the ball. Um, and, and he's putting Ole Miss in a prime position to compete. And we'll get to see him fare against Alabama and the Alabama front seven with you know all the guys Will Anderson and Henry Toto uh, Christian Miller guys that we'll talk about later, and we'll we'll see how he fares, um, you know with the, with those bullets coming at him against you know fellow possible first round picks. So I'm excited to watch him. Um, he's been on a tear this season. He's definitely a guy. You know, for me, I think he's probably quarterback two at the moment right there with Carson Strong. Um, yeah, you know, Mac has been putting on a show, and you know, hope he hope he continues to get the job done. He's brought a lot of a lot of energy and attention to um, Oxford, Mississippi. Um, you know, to round out the the other guys that I was going to talk about as far as the quarterbacks go. You know, I think Desmond Ritter, Ritter at Cincinnati. I think he's done a good job. It's real athletic. Um, right now, I I don't see him going in the first round, but it's not unlikely. Uh, maybe a team reaches for him. Maybe a team wants a a guy that's athletic can throw i think he started off hot but uh um, you know his accuracy is still a bit of an issue at times it gets a little bit erratic but he has all the tools necessary he's gonna be a guy that i think can you know make himself some money um as the process plays out and kenny pickett at uh pittsburgh they're rolling right now he's got a lot of weapons out there and he looks the part he's definitely somebody to monitor um i believe as as this season you know progresses but um you know, that's pretty much it for the quarterbacks. You know, quick hitter on the quarterbacks right there, stock report. Um and you know, let, let's just talk about some of these these other guys just in general. You know, I think the five safest picks right now from this point in the season. This point in the season, first quarter, you know, a lot can change from now until April. Um, but I think the safest picks right now are Evan Neal left tackle uh, or right tackle, you know, moved over to left tackle uh, this season. He's been dominant. He's a freak of an athlete, um, enormous human being. You know, if you've seen some of his, his videos doing that split squat jump, you know, it's terrifying. And, you know, some of the things he's just been doing at that tackle spot this year are really, really impressive. Um, Kyle Hamilton. Uh, what, what can I say about Kyle Hamilton? You know, I talked about him some a couple months ago in my my episode about him, you know, Kyle Hamilton, he, he is what he is. He's that Derwin James-type guy. He put on a show against Florida State. You know, Notre Dame, they've been battling, but he's by far, I think, he's putting a little bit of separation between himself and some of the other guys in the safety group um, just be, just because, you know, his size, his skill set. It's not that those other guys aren't uh, impactful players but you know, at 6'3", 6'4", 218, you know, he just brings something different to the table. Uh, probably had one of the more impressive plays I've seen from a uh, seen from a DB in, in quite some time. That, that interception he had against Florida State early in the season. But you know, Kyle Hamilton's very, very safe. Um, Kevin Thibodeau, or Thibodeau from Oregon. You know, he's he, he announced himself early in the season uh, with a what was it? A sack fumble um you know athletic presence off the edge I think him being edge one is pretty locked up at this point um he doesn't have to play another snap uh just brings so much explosiveness and and so much you know such a physical game to the to the edge spot um and I think Derek Stingley Derek Stingley is also a guy that you know I feel really really comfortable about um at this moment um you know, he, he he's putting it all together. Teams they can't really do much with him. He has incredible ball skills. You know, he, he checks every single box at corner. Um, I think guys like Andrew Booth, Elam, um, could possibly put possibly push him, uh, as the process plays out, but he's just such a freak athlete. Um, I don't really see anybody um unseating him. And I think, you know, I think, you know, if you just go into the that fifth guy who I think is the safest, the safest pick, um, you know, I think it it might be and running out my my top five prospects, safest prospects for the 2020 NFL Draft, the quarter one, is I think it's Aiden Hutchinson, you know, airs uh, player from Michigan. You know, he got hurt uh, last season, so, you know, he didn't really pop on people's uh, radar like I think he should have, but he's had a dominant start to the season. And you know he's just been really, really impressive. Um, so if I if somebody you know was say he he went in the top ten next year, I wouldn't be shocked at all. You know, popped up on the freak list earlier in the season, and you know at times he just looked flat out dominant. Uh, even matched up against other you know fellow you know top prospects. You know, I've been really, really impressed with him. Um, let's hop right into the receivers. You know, one of the more interesting groups, really talented group, um, not as good as the last two years or so. But, you know, they do have some talent at that position um, You know, we're talking about wide receiver one You know, I think it's pretty much Chris Olave and Gary Wilson's uh, show At this point, um, you know, Traylon Burks has been flat out dominant um, You know, you know has a lot of A.J. Brown to his game He's 6'3", 230, really, really impressive athlete He just torched Texas A&M And I don't think people expected that um, at all He took the lunch money and ran with it um, very, very impressed with his game. Garrett Wilson, you know, reminds me a lot of Odell Beckham, and Chris Olave is just, just a smooth route salesman. Um, I think he's he's more of a wide receiver too. Um, on the next level, but you know, if if you feel comfortable, you know, taking him, and you need to upgrade your receiving core, I have no problems with anybody taking Chris Olave first. I just wouldn't personally. But, you know, Garrett Wilson, he's an acrobat, one uh, of the balls in the air. You know, he's been, he's been dominant at times this year, showing a lot of physicality as well. Um, we're all waiting, you know, the return of George Pickens um, at Georgia. You know, Georgia's been one of the best teams in the country, and they're missing three All-Americans or four, uh, whether that be Darnell Washington, you know, Eric Gilbert. We haven't seen him this season. Uh, Taki Smith as well in the secondary, and George Pickens all out with injury or personal problems. So I'm excited to see George Pickens. Um, He could possibly throw his name to that hat. You know, um, another guy who I was really, really, really high on coming into the season was definitely – Johan Dotson up at Penn State, and he just lit the country on fire. And now everybody can see what I was talking about in the spring and why I was so excited about him. You know, smaller receiver, but I think he can do everything that Olave and Garrett Wilson can do. Um, Very, very exciting prospect. Uh, He's going to make himself a lot of money throughout this season, the way Penn State utilizes him, gets him the ball. You know, he just makes plays. Uh, At the end of the day, we've seen way less talented receivers – you know make their way into the first round um and Johan Dotson he has it. he's a senior prospect um I love his game you know huge fan of of Johan Dotson what he brings to the table and there's one more guy that you know I just feel like we had to talk about and yes he was a former buckeye but he has put everybody on notice and you know maybe he's not the receiver maybe it's not the receiver that people thought we would be talking about when we're talking about a receiver from the University of Alabama um and that's Jameson williams uh he transferred from all State in all season he's a true deep threat um you know he made himself you know his presence known early in the season uh with a ninety four yard touchdown against miami uh you know track speed ten five guy in the hundred you know maybe not the most polished receiver in the country, but I think he has a high ceiling just because of his he just brings a different dimension um as far as you know taking the top off of defenses and he's done it on a consistent basis um you know, this past weekend against Southern Miss, had an 81-yard touchdown, and uh, Florida had a tough game matched up with uh, Elam. Elam got real, real grabby. I could see that his clock was sped up, uh, matched up with him. Um, he also returned two kicks against Southern Miss. You know, he's he's showing off his speed. Reminds me a lot of Will Fuller, uh, and I think that's that's the the idea that Bill O'Brien has for him up in that Alabama offense. I think you can see a lot of the same concepts being used. Um, you know, so seeing seeing him, you know, progress throughout the season. Uh, as well as John Metchie you know John Metchie is a good receiver um you know it reminds me a, a little bit of Sterling Shepard uh coming out of Oklahoma you know re- a really good prospect I just I'm just not sure if he's in that top top tier group but huge fan of his game as well and you know that that pretty much sums it up for the receivers the stock report right now there's plenty of other guys balling out um we've got um we got a couple kids you know uh you know, doing their thing all over the place and, you know, we'll talk about them them more in quarter two. You know, let them get their numbers up. Let the offenses get settled in and the quarterback situations across the, the country get settled in so these guys can continue to make plays. Um you know, the edge class, we talked about Thibodeau, we talked about hutchinson You know, I think um Drake Jackson's a guy to watch. You know, obviously Zach Harrison, um I don't want to mis- mispronounce his first name. Ajay Sanders from Cincinnati has been really, really impressive. you got Benito, Oklahoma. And, um, and George Laft- Calafidis, he's probably been the best of the group to this point, honestly, um, up at Purdue. I'm really excited to watch watch him the remainder of the season. But those other guys, they all looked apart as well. Um, you know, Zach Harrison, you know, he. you want to see more But I just don't see an athlete like him being held held down after he tests, and teams being able to turn him turn him away. Same thing with Drake Jackson. Um, You know, it's curious when you get these athletic edge guys, and and they always want you wanting more, and then they get to the NFL, and some of them hit, some of them don't. Um, So that'd be you know curious case to see with the edge class. as far as the linebackers go, I think you know Devon Lloyd and Henry Toto from Alabama have they've definitely caught my attention. Uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah, you know those two, they're all over the place. Uh, they're athletic, you know the playmakers. I think they they do a little bit of everything. Those two have been really really impressive for me. Uh, I mean I, I feel like I talk about Alabama player at every position, but uh, you know uh, Christian Miller was in that same category as well, but I think he's probably been a, a little bit outplayed by his teammate um you know interior defensive line i'd say it's it's jordan davis from georgia you know the big guy has been flat out dominant has that georgia defense clicking on all cylinders you know he, he looks he looks like a dude he's a he's definitely a riser at this point of the season his stock is is soaring um at the moment um and you know as far as the the cornerback position goes you know we talked about stingley i think uh Kier elam um He's had a very, very good start to the season, physical, physical corner. You know, a lot like uh, remind. I saw it earlier. It might have been Ryan Roberts. So maybe giving the wrong person credit here. Uh, but it definitely reminds me of if Xavier Rhodes. I saw somebody mention that, and I was like, that's a great one. That's a great comparison to use right there. Uh, might have been – I don't know. Anyway, but somebody compared him to Xavier Rhodes, and I loved it. Um, very physical out there on the edge, uh, a little bit grabby at times. But he's talented. Uh, I think he's definitely, you know, he's in that in that mix with cornerback one, cornerback two conversation. I think AJ. Uh, I think Booth, my bad, Andrew Booth from um, from Clemson is is played exceptionally well, exceptionally well uh, for a guy that's coming over from receiver. He showed um, willingness to come up and run support. Been pretty locked down. You know, he he was in a battle uh, yesterday with uh, NC State. I think he actually gave up a tough, tough catch, a tough catch, a touchdown. Um, had a couple breakups, but he's been really, really impressive. Uh, I think he may be the only other corner in this class that can challenge Stingley for the the best ball skills um, in this group, and he's been really impressive. And I think Ahmad Gardner, uh, he's been impressive as well. Ex- extremely, you know, he checks the boxes with 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 his length. Um, he's been he's been matched up with some some good receivers to this point and he's passed the test. I'm not sure about his long speed. Um that may be an issue for him going forward, but he does his job extremely well. Uh brings a lot of uh confidence and, you know, just just natural cover cover ability uh to that cornerback spot. And I think uh Roger McCreary from Auburn, he's definitely a guy that I think people should be talking about more. I think he's a lot you know, to be a top 40 pick at this point. And if he continues to play the way he is, I think he hops into the first round. I think when people cut on the tape and they actually watch Roger McCreary and after he tests, I just don't see him, you know, falling out of the first round. I think he could possibly be the Tredavious White of this group. And yes, I'll go on record saying that now. I think Roger McCreary could be the Trey White of this group. A guy, a senior player who falls to the back of the first round, you know, to whoever it may be. And teams look back like, how? how do we let this guy slip? And I think he's a really, really good football player. Um, the safety class has been good. And, you know, I think at the beginning of the year, I think we were primarily talking about maybe two or three guys as far as Kyle Hamilton and Brandon Joseph at Northwestern. I still love what, uh, Brandon Joseph brings to the table, but, um, you know, I want to see him, you know, that Northwestern team. I don't think they're as good this year, but I want to see, you know, him continue to make the plays that, that he's so accustomed to making. But I think, you know, uh, Jalen uh, Catalan from Arkansas is everything. He's everything. Like he's he's probably one of my favorite football players. Him and the next guy I'm gonna talk about, they've been playing, you know, out of their minds um this this season, you know, physical playmaker shows him great instincts, great closing ability, not the biggest guy in the world, probably five ten, two hundred or so, uh thick build, but you know, he's a playmaker and um uh, he's the type of guy I think you want on your team and, and playing for your organization. Another guy, I think, Veron McKinley, the third up at Oregon. He's got four picks already. Uh, the ball just just seems to find him. He's he's a playmaker. He's a magnet. Um, I think originally came to Oregon as a cornerback. You know, super super fun player. Um, very high football IQ from what I, from what I understand. And you know, he always pops up on on screen. Had a huge game matching up against Ohio State. Uh, clicked and closed well, matched up with those guys uh, extremely well, too, and that's what you like to see in those big-on-big big matchups and that huge upset Oregon had against Ohio State. So, you know, I, I think Verron uh, McKinley, Jalen um Brandon Joseph, Kyle Hamilton, and Brisker from Penn State. You know, he's a Juco guy. He showed great physicality um, in that Auburn game, especially. You know, he he makes big hits, he makes big plays. I think he's also a guy that people need and watch if you're not already. Um, you know, a fan of his game as well. You know, I feel pretty good about those five safeties at the moment. You know, whoever takes those guys, whether it be first, second round, I think they're going to be happy with the football players that they get. Um, a group that I actually forgot, I don't know how I just overwent them uh, uh, over, is the running back position. Um, Look, we we've got our guys. We got Isaiah Spiller. We've got um, uh, what's my what's my guy at Iowa State, uh, Brees Hall. You know, you know those those guys they can play. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, you know, he may be you know taking taking the running back one conversation over right now. You know, he's showing great burst. I don't, I don't know necessarily if they use him to to the best of his ability, but um, uh, you know, he's he's getting some some heat. Uh, Charbonnet from uh, UCLA is he punished LSU and he continues to punish people. Um, uh, you know, big physical runner transferred from Michigan. Um I've really been impressed with what he's done this year. Uh he's definitely a guy the to watch, kinda having that Javante Williams type extension um into the rankings. Uh as well as Kenneth Walker at Michigan State, runs extremely hard. I think he may be the most talented Of all those guys I just mentioned, you know, I think Isaiah Spiller has arguably the best combination of size, uh, good speed, pass catching ability. You know, he has a very good pro skill set. But, you know, Kenneth Walker is definitely shaking the room up a little bit. He's caught my attention, and I think you definitely should be watching him as well. Um, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. Like I said, this was just the first quarter warm up, you know, uh, you know, stock report on some of the top prospects that I've been watching. Um, you know, I think the next episode probably gonna get into more some of the underrated guys or some of the guys that people aren't talking about enough. Um, you know, I touched on a couple, whether it be Kenny Pickett, uh Brisker, um McKinley, Catalan, you know, some of those guys. I think, you know, people are kind of watching, uh McCreary, uh those guys. But, you know, I think the next episode, really gonna dive into some of the guys, you know, hopefully that uh, they're going to make some noise by the, the second quarter. And I think, you know, you definitely should be, you know, keeping an eye on those guys and we'll keep these things pumping out. You know, it's been a, a very competitive first quarter in college football. You know, top 25 is all shaking up. Clemson uh, finally fell, you know, out of the top five, top ten. There's been a lot of upsets. Ohio State's trying to trying to really figure it out and get on their horse. Um, Alabama's rolling, but they got a big date um, with with Ole Miss right now. We know Lane Kiffin would love to get that W over uh, Nick Saban and Matt Corral. You know, I think he, it is possible. Uh, Matt Corral's a baller, and we'll get to see what he can he can bring to the table. But until next time, it's the front office. I'm your boy John Hagler. Peace. What's up, everybody? It's your boy John Hagler, and we're back. You know, Week Five, I believe, is is uh, has just wrapped up. It was a fun week of college football. Uh, a lot of upsets. A lot of top prospects balling out, doing their thing. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna hop right into it. You know, here at the front office, we always want to you know give credit to to the names that everyone knows, the names that everybody people that didn't get to see them, uh, some of those smaller guys and and things of that nature. And you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one because. We're going to talk about some top senior performers or some top senior prospects that have really caught my eye and then just some overall, you know, prospects and, and how they did this weekend and my thoughts on them. So let's hop right into it. First up, let's talk about the seniors, man. You know, there's a couple of seniors that really, you know, I think they've been handling their business this year. They chose to come back uh, when they definitely could have been drafted last year. And they're some of my favorite watches. Um. You know, right off the bat, I think Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati, he was a really impressive corner last year. His teammate sauce Gardner is a guy that we'll talk about a little bit later. But uh Kobe Bryant, you know, checks the boxes. I think he's a guy that's probably gonna play in the NFL for, for a good amount of time. Sticky in coverage. I feel like he's a natural cover guy. I really like the way he click click and closes. He's really twitchy. Uh fun corner to watch. If you um if you haven't got a chance to check him and Sauce Gardner out, you definitely need to. Um, rolling to a next Zach Carter from down in Florida currently leads the SEC in sacks. Um, you know, he's playing on a talented defense, uh, especially at front seven in Florida. When you talk about guys like uh, himself, Zach Carter, Jeremiah Moon, Brent Cox, and a few other names that, you know, likely are going to play in the NFL. Um, you know, and Zach Carter just tends to be Mr. Consistent. Um, uh, you know, he's really upped his, his pass rushing. Um, this this uh this past season or this current season, after having four and a half last year, he's already surpassed that total. Um, so he's a he's a really fun prospect, and I think a name that's going to shoot up draft boards, uh, especially with uh, not uh, not so dominant interior defensive line class. Um, next up, you know, I think Khalil Shakir out of uh, Boise State. Really, he's a guy that I was really high on in the off-season. crafty route runner. Um, he just knows how to make plays, and Boise State does a good job of getting him the ball. Um, he consistently makes tough catches. He's a savvy route technician. You know, he's a, he's a player that I'm looking forward to seeing, especially down in Mobile when I make my way down there. Um, Khalil Shakir is a playmaker, and I think he's a name that a lot of people need to get more familiar with. He's a Georgia boy, ended up at Boise State. Um, and I'm, I think that was a good decision for him to to come back this year after putting up um, decent numbers last year. And, you know, I really, really, really like his game. He's a fun watch for me. Um, I think, you know, obviously Aiden Hutchinson, uh, he's, he's basically cemented himself um, to this point as a first-round pick um up there in michigan and adam anderson um on georgia i can pick about 67 guys to talk about in that georgia defense um uh, but adam anderson's a guy that i think could you know find his way in the first uh, first round top 50 prospects at least at georgia you know six five, 230 he's got the length he got the athleticism uh checks out um and his teammate you know that we'll talk about later a uh, fellow linebacker but uh i'll wait on that one um johan Dotson who keeps impressing, like, you know, he, week in, week out, he makes Penn State go. Um, you know, I think earlier in the off offseason, uh, I talked about it before, but I sent a text to one of my buddies, and I was talking about uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and I said, just uh, a quote of mine, I said, Dotson at Penn State can do everything that Wilson and Olave can do. And I still believe that. And I think he's going to be a name that keeps trending up if he stays healthy. Um, you know, Penn State, you know, they have a knack for, for sending out a guy that, that sneaks up on people. When you look at God, when, when you look at Hamler, you know, these, these guys are playmakers. And I think Dodson's next up in line. Uh, I think Jermaine Johnson down at Florida State is a dude. can't believe he was on that Georgia team. Um, he's shown, you know, tremendous pass rushing ability down there at Florida State. Um, you know, they're having a bad year, but he's a guy that, you know, I wasn't shocked to see fly drop. Was Athleticism there, um, his potential as a as a pure pass rusher is, you know, is very, 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 very high, and I think his ceiling is high as well. Um, Roger McCreary at Georgia, talked about him last week some as being the, the Trey White of this class, and I think he battled um, down at um, against LSU, uh, so he got rubbed on one play against but- Butte or, or however you pronounce his name, but um, he's a player that just has all the tools. When you look at him, he's right about six foot, 190 pounds or so. He has elite long speed. When you know guys cannot run by him, Dotson couldn't separate on him. Um, you know none of these guys can really separate on him, and you have to beat him. And I think he's pretty sticky in coverage. He's physical, makes plays against the run. He's a willing tackler. He's a good tackler. And I'm really really high on McCreary. Um, Trevor Penning up at uh, Northern Iowa, he's just a nasty offensive lineman. Um, really, really like his game. You know, I think he's a bit raw, but um, you know, I think he's a guy that you definitely need to be be checking out. And to finish off the seniors, uh, I got two quarterbacks here wrapping up the seniors and, and my thoughts on them and how they performed this weekend. Pickett at Pittsburgh was also a guy that I mentioned last week in my first quarter report. But he's he continues to get it done in Pitt, man. He's a, he's a baller. You know, 19 touchdowns, one interception. He's very efficient. You know, he's he's dealing right now, and I think he's definitely the guy to watch along with, you know, Desmond Ritter and, and some of these other guys as seniors. And the last guy I'm going to talk about is Malik Willis at UAB. You know, I think coming into the week, you know, UAB is going to be one of the, the better competitions that Malik Willis gets as far as, like, you know, their front seven and what they can do to him and try to neutralize him but Malik Willis is quarterback one to me. And at this point, I don't think it's particularly close. I, I love Matt Corral. I love uh, Carson Strong right now. I think Sam Howell is going to be in that conversation. And Spencer Rattler could definitely, you know, turn it around towards the end of the Not that he's playing bad. He's just, you know, he has a couple flaws in his game. But Malik Willis, if we're talking about quarterback classes, when you talk about how do uh, this year's prospects stack up to – last year when you talk about Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Well, Trey Lance goes early right to the 49ers. He's the third quarterback off the board. If you have a problem with Malik Willis being number the quarterback number 1 and you didn't have a problem with Trey Lance going to the 49ers that early, then you have issues because I believe Malik Willis has all the physical tools that Trey Lance has, the rocket for an arm, the athleticism, the ability to extend plays. Malik Willis has all of that and then some. Uh, I think he probably has a little bit stronger of an arm, which is insane. But, you know, Malik Willis has the it factor. And I just—I just I just can't imagine – a quarterback or two being taken over Malik Willis. And if a team does so, I think they're gonna regret it. Super, super high Malik Willis. He balled out against UAB, um, got the W um, you know, rocket arm. He can extend plays. You know, he's he's got it all. He's got that that, that shorter, thick thicker build. You know, six-foot-ish, you know, whatever it may be, 219, 220, strong running back style legs. You know, I think he could be a combination of whether it's Dak and Russ, you know, a uh, very, fun, very fun prospect to watch. And, um, you know, he he keeps handling business. I think he's going to be the first quarterback off the board. Well, you know, as we transition, let's get into some of these top performers or some guys that definitely caught my attention um, this week and my thoughts on them after they played and, you know, right into it. You know, Bo Nix versus LSU, um, you know, I've been super, super critical of Bo Nix in the past, and he's a guy that I think has a ton of potential and a ton of ability, but I think his decision-making is horrible. Um, you know, I think he has all the tools that Rattler has and, and, and Howell and, and all those other guys, but, you know, Bo Nix this week showed a lot of moxie and a lot of guts this, um, against LSU after getting benched last week. And um, watching TJ Finley, you know, lead his team to victory, got to start this week against LSU, you know, first quarter shaky, second, third and fourth quarter, he put the team on his back, had some crazy, uh, absurd, you know, highlight level plays that, you know, just kind of, you know, made me drop my jaw. but I got to give it up to him, you know, LSU was relentless um all night and you know he he stuck his neck out there and he really got the job done showed his ability to extend plays you know showed us you know a good bit of arm talent you know um Auburn's receivers aren't necessarily the best in the country but you know shout out to Bo Nix think he got the job done um shout out to my guy uh Trey Berry you know he almost you know helped Boston College pull off the upset tight end out of Boston College you know he's you know, a big, you know, tight end with, with tremendous length, and I think he's one of the better receivers in this class. Um, you know, he's definitely a guy that I think is going to be immobile when it's all said and done. Um, and I think that he'll catch a lot of attention just because he's a mismatch, you know, 6'6 six, six uh, seven, 6'7", uh, 245, 250 pounds. You know, he's he's a really good receiving tight end, and I think he's definitely going to be a name to watch. Um, My next guy that caught my attention is Isaiah Spiller. You know, not because it's Isaiah Spiller and, you know, he's possibly running back number one, but because he's so consistent. He's consistent on a team where the offense continues to struggle. Uh, I personally believe they should probably just feed him. But, you know, he just has – you know, I like his skill set. It's a very pro skill set. I think he's going to complement a – quarterback very well on the next level with his ability to do everything, catch, run, block. You know, I like Isaiah Spiller's game, and, you know, I'm looking forward to diving into the, you know, the R-22 when the season's wrapped up. Um, so shout out to Isaiah Spiller. You know, he won the best run mix in the country. Even though Texas A&M continues to struggle, he, he keeps showing up. Um, Matt Corral, the big showdown. Lane Kiffin returns, you know, to Alabama with, you know, his – His his hot shot quarterback after they they lit up the Crimson Tide last year. And Ole Miss simply got dominated. Um, You know, Lane Kiffin said it. Um, Matt Corral didn't do anything to hurt his stock here. Uh, He didn't do anything overly impressive. Showed off, you know, his athletic ability on one of his rushing touchdowns. You can see the arm. You can see the pop. You know, the velocity that comes out the ball just jumps out of his hand. Um, definitely has some easy gas on his throws. Um, you know, love his skill set. He's going to be in contention for quarterback number one. Um, you know, 21 for 29, 213 yards, uh, ran for one, threw for one. So he didn't hurt himself there. Um, and then three guys from Alabama that, you know, I felt like played well against, you know, a, pretty, a decent Ole Miss team. Uh, Jameson Williams continues to to show – you know that he is capable of being a top tier receiver. He's lead, currently leading Alabama and receiving yards. Um, he's shown his ability to separate and create separation and make tough catches. You know I think that's going to continue to come throughout the season. But I think he's definitely a name that's going to continue to rise. Brian Robertson, running back for Alabama, posted you know pretty gaudy stat line: thirty plus carries, one hundred seventy one yards, and four touchdowns. Just just kind of took the soul out of Ole Miss all night. Big powerful runner. We'll see him down at the Senior Bowl as well. You know, I could you know, Nagy and those guys they love, you know, I think they t- talk about Brian Robertson a lot. He's an Alabama kid, you know, he's actually from Tuscaloosa. It's good to see him, you know, be utilized in that in that facet. Um, you know, I'm not overly, you know, I'm not high on, on Brian Robertson, but you know, he could be a compliment back and you know, I think he, he does his job and he does it well. Um, next up, you know, Desmond Ritter and, and his teammate Sauce Gardner. But uh Desmond Ritter uh is definitely you know, he's he's okay. I think he's gonna trend up in a quarterback class that's kinda all over the place. He's not facing terrific competition, but he's getting the job done. He went in Notre Dame, who I think is is very highly overrated. Um and I think he'll continue to trend. You know, he's he's a good athlete, has a big arm, but he's too inaccurate too often. He's not dialed in, he's not super super efficient. You know, but he has all the traits that you see teams take chances on guys with. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me to see him called a lot earlier than I think a lot of other people are because he is a terrific athlete. He does have the arm. um, But he's just too inconsistent for me right now at the moment. And I just don't see that improving that drastically. But he's a guy that, you know, definitely you, you need to know who he is, you know. Good football player. Cincinnati's rolling right now. He's going to, it looks like he's going to put Cincinnati in a position um, to play some big time games at the end of the year. And then we'll see. We'll see what he's really made of. And, um, you know, moving on to his teammate, Sauce Gardner. He's the third Cincinnati player I've talked about so far on this show, on this episode. Sauce Gardner's growing on me. Um, It may be the number, number 12. It may be, you know, him moving to number one. It may be the nickname. But um, I'm really liking his physicality. Um, you know he's he, he gets the job done. He's a physical corner. He's kind of a bully out there, and I really like that. He has terrific length. Um, you know I wanna you know I wanna see him run. You know obviously I'm gonna go with my eyes over anything. He's not going to be fast, and I know that, and I'm okay with that. You know I think Sauce Gardner is you know he's a he's a guy that you know definitely gonna be in that cornerback one conversation. Um, along with Stingley, Elam, and some of those other guys. But, um, yeah, he he's having a really good year. Um, Roberson and Robinson. Roberson at Wake Forest had a big game. Um, he's a guy that was on a lot of people's radars early in the year. Definitely caught my attention. And it was Wandale Robinson from Kentucky. He was at Nebraska last year. He had a ton of juice, man. He's a guy that I'm really excited about. Um, you know, they had a huge upset against Florida. I'm excited to watch him the rest of the year. And I think everybody else should, too. Um you know, really, really good football player, showing a ton of explosiveness. You know, I won't say Elijah Moore-esque, but he kind of reminds me of him. Haven't watched a ton of film on him, but I have watched him play. Uh, super fun player. Um, Traylon Burks went MIA in Arkansas's drubbing by Georgia. Georgia completely dominated that game. Traylon Burks was completely absent. I know the quarterback play isn't terrific. KJ Jefferson's banged up. He was banged up, but you know we're talking about you being receiver one. I need I need to see you in those big games. Um, So that's definitely you know something that caught my attention. You know as as a guy that's not known as a separator, you know I'm gonna have to go back and watch the film on that one. But um, I'm interested interested to see uh, Traylon Burks match up against some more elite talent throughout the season. Um, Talia uh, Tagovailoa you know i was you know had all my chips bet on him i thought he was going to shred Iowa. Iowa shut me up real quick to little like he struggled a little bit a lot you know five interceptions you know you know that's never something that you want to see but you know i don't write quarterbacks off after one bad game you know those interceptions were you know pretty much his his it sounds crazy but his only bad throws are those are those games um obviously you don't want that um you know i'm i'm excited to watch him because i think he does have the arm talent to play at the next level uh, so definitely uh talia is definitely a quarterback to keep an eye on rough 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 weekend after you know starting off the season incredible um you know it, you know it happens you know it happens every now and then and you know i want to see how he responds more than anything so definitely see how talia is doing um another georgia boy um uh, who's just, he's playing out of his mind right now, is N'Kobe Dean. And, you know, that whole defense is playing out of their mind right now, another shutout. But Kobe, Kobe Dean is too big and too fast to to do the things that he's doing, to go sideline to sideline the way he is. Super, super fun player. Um, You know, he he's going to be, you know, one of the better uh linebackers uh, at the end of the year when it's all said and done. And we're on to my next guy, Drake London. Um, I mean, he's basically Mike Evans at this point I think the comps are pretty pretty accurate you know dominating performance some circus catches you know he just, just call him area code because you know if you throw it over there he's he's got it shout out to my boy Damian for that reference uh, right there but um, you know Drake London you know fun prospect he's not going to be tier one for me you know definitely a tier two guy uh, or so um, you know second third round type kid I haven't put a grade on him yet but um, you know, fun player, I think if you got your speed already and you need a red zone guy or, or a bigger guy to to fill out your receiver room, Drake London is definitely your guy. Uh I just can't fall in love with receivers who don't separate. You know, give me the Johan Dotson, the Garrett Wilson, the Jameson Williams, the, uh, Chris Olave's. I want those guys. Um, but Drake London is is playing out of his mind right now. You know, big body receiver with with terrific, terrific ball skills. Um, another guy that I definitely think you need to know before wrapping this show up. Uh, is Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. If you don't know who this kid is, he's basically a receiver. Um, him and along uh, in, in Thurman Billingsley, you know, they're two tight ends that are more in the hybrid role. You know, six three, six four, you know, two hundred thirty five, two hundred forty something pounds ish. Um, definitely more receivers than than your typical. You know, they're not your your, your your kiddos and you know your your bigger your bigger tight ends. They're definitely more the receiver types, and boy, like they're both good. Thurman Billingsley definitely has that Irv Smith role uh, down. You know um, Bryce Young loves to throw to him. You know definitely you know a reliable receiver target with a ton of athleticism. And Isaiah Likely same. I think they're in the same boat. Those guys are definitely two of the better pass catchers in the country, regardless of a position receiver or um, tight end. But um, to wrap it up, you know I got two more Michigan guys. You know, Ajobo from Michigan definitely had a more productive weekend over his, his teammate Aiden Hutchinson, uh two and a half sacks, um, super productive. And Daxton Hill. Um, he's a guy that's definitely putting his name back in that safety con- that top safety conversation. He's a freak athlete, former huge, huge recruit, prototype, uh, from top to bottom. Daxton is, you know, a fun player and I'm I'm glad to see him putting it all together. Um if you haven't got a chance to watch that Michigan defense, they've got guys lined up all over the field. Um there's a couple more, you know, I didn't get to quite get around to and we'll we'll save those for a later date. Uh but yeah, Daxter Hill, he's gonna wrap it up for me on this one. Um big time athlete, big time player at Michigan at safety. I'm excited to see his progress over the rest of the season. Um, you know, and that and that'll do it for this episode. You know, I just want to shout out some of the seniors, some of the top performers from week five. Um, you know, maybe uh throw a little uh, NFL action at you later this week. And uh, what some teams may need, or what I'm seeing that they may need, maybe it's a quarterback, some DV play, um, or whatnot uh, that I'm that I'm seeing. So uh, you know, appreciate you for listening. You know, you can find me on Twitter at John Hagler Cr, uh, on on Instagram at John Hagler. This is the front office. Peace.